Mic check. Mic check one, two. Mic check one, two, one, two. <laughs> Welcome to Sword Tadpole. <laughs> Whip on my Kindle, I'm ready for a break. I start to water because the words are mace. Iris burning up, no blue light filter. Dizzy all of a sudden, my balance off kilter. I just bought a bunny and I named him Regret. Tummy can't handle Swiss, so I feed him the cheddar. News just in. Rami's not cool, so I ate the newspaper. Ink bled through my stool. Tripped onto paper, formed into questions. Poisoned veins and prevented erections. Made a weird joke, my friends don't get it. Some in the scapegoats, they're the ones that said it. Working on the subway laptop, ate my soul. Cloud ate my data. Story tadpole. Story tadpole, story tadpole, story tadpole. I was a smart kid. I proved it by telling my friends facts that I learned from reading Encyclopedia Britannica. One day, I was on fire with the facts. I told Joey that a Lady Mallard could have more than 12 ducklings following her around at any given time. I told Tom that Hindus had 330 million gods and goddesses. When I told Ronnie that lightning turned sand to glass, she said she already knew that. When I told her the noise from snapping your fingers actually comes from your middle finger hitting the palm of your hand, she said I was full of it, so I gave her the finger. I told my friend Bill that people just don't appreciate the facts anymore, and he nodded his head in agreement. We were seven. We thought we knew things. Well, we did know some things. We knew that when we unrolled our brown paper bags at lunch, there was going to be food there. We knew that you could always trade your veggies to Stephen for his fruit gushers because Stephen was an idiot and liked health food. I once got in a fight with Vice Principal O'Leary because he kept claiming that he'd heard me call some kid named Rick Donovan a piece of fuck. I told Vice Principal O'Leary that it was a ridiculous accusation and that he should be arrested. He looked at me like there was nothing I could say to prove to him I was innocent. When he asked me why I did it, I told him to shove it, then I gave him the finger. I got sent home early from school. Mother told me she'd heard what I said to Rick Donovan and then scolded me because my insult didn't make any sense. She told me that there's just no such thing as a piece of fuck, that you gotta call someone the whole thing, that you can't just split it up like that. Fucks are unsplittable, were her exact words. To test her, I asked mother if fucks were then like a nucleus, and that you can't split it in two. Honey, she said, if you split a nucleus, you get a nuclear explosion. Mother, I said, it's nuclear, not nuclear. I got a slap for that. But hey, facts are facts. Later I got a phone call from Mr. O'Leary. He said that our conversation would determine whether or not I got suspended from school. Great, I thought, yet another case of a white man abusing his power just so that everyone knows how fabulous he is. 
The thought made me so angry I had to say what I was thinking out loud to Mr. O'Leary. That's how both world wars started, I said. He coughed a stupid cough and then told me that one day I too would be a white man. It was true, I guess. I didn't have a proper comeback, so I told him he would never marry because his comb-over did a poor job of covering the birthmark on his scalp. That's how I got suspended. What a load of bull. I spent the next three days with mother at home. She told me I couldn't leave the house because I was grounded. It was ridiculous. With no one to share my facts with, I just about went crazy. I told mother so many facts that she said I was giving her factitis. So basically, I said to her, your small little brain atrophies when it starts to get smart. For that, I got grounded, even though I was already grounded. It was like inception, except with groundings. What a load of bull. She said I couldn't play video games the entire time that I was suspended. And when I asked her if that meant I couldn't even play Tetris, she said that we didn't own Tetris. I told her to shove it and that I wished I lived with a mother that would buy me good games, like Tetris. I shouldn't have said that because then mother grounded me so bad I could barely breathe. It was such bull, she put a padlock on the outside of the door to my room and would feed me meals by slipping the plates beneath the door. I hollered and hollered, this food is cold and you're an awful cook. You're not my real mother. This is why Pop left you. At that last comment, she ran to the door. I could hear her frantically spinning the padlock. She was going to spank me. That wily lady, I thought. If she thinks a beating will do me good, she's got another thing coming. I heard the click and the door opened. I'd never seen my mother's face so red. You no good piece of fuck, she said. I ran to the corner of my room and held a pillow in front of my head for protection. You can't have a piece of fuck, I yelled. It's either the whole thing or nothing at all. She grabbed the pillow, but I was pretty strong for a kid. She pulled. I pulled. The pillow erupted in a poof of feathers and we both fell backwards. My back hit the wall. Her head hit the corner of the bed frame. The lady was out cold. I shook her shoulder, but she didn't get up. I knew I was going to be grounded even more for this. Blood started pooling behind her head, staining the carpet. Mom, I shouted, get up. The lady just did not want to stir. Stop playing, I said, just get up. I took her cell phone out of her pocket and dialed 911. What's your emergency? There's blood coming from my mother's head. She's unconscious. Unconscious means he cut me off, the bastard. I know what unconscious means, he said. What's your address? Fuck you, I said, and hung up. I ran to my neighbor's house and knocked hard on the door three times. Miss Frey opened the door. I told her that mother was knocked unconscious, and then I told her what unconscious meant in case she didn't know. A kind lady Miss Frey was. She didn't interrupt. Without a word, she called 911 and then ran over to assess the situation. Mother wasn't dead, but she had to stay in the hospital for three days which meant I could play as many video games as I wanted during my suspension. I felt bad, though, and the games weren't as fun as they should have been. I visited Mother in the hospital. She smiled at me, but it was weak and lopsided. I told her I was real sorry and that I would never do stuff like that again. I also said she was a good mom. 
She started to cry and we hugged. It was quite a moment. I cried too, but just barely. I would actually just call it tearing up. I'm glad you're okay, mother. I know sometimes I can be a piece of fuck. I whispered into her ear. I wasn't sure if it was the right thing to say, but then she chuckled, so I did too. I really wanted to say, I love you, but couldn't because it sounded dumb in my head. I'd always thought it was dumb to say feelings out loud because they weren't ever really there. But then looking at mother in her hospital gown, her eyes only half open, I knew it wasn't true. And all my facts, they left. They weren't real anymore. They were broken telescopes I'd used to make other people look small. Broken, imaginary telescopes. And I thought that maybe feelings, maybe they were like well-preserved telescopes, ancient treasures that let you see truth. Even if the truth meant birthmarks beneath thinning hair and lopsided smiles. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Story Tadpole. I know it's been a while and I know this is a rebroadcast, but keep listening. I've been a little busy lately, but I plan to be coming out with some new episodes pretty soon. Anyway, if you want to donate to the cause, go to patreon.com slash storytadpole. And if you want to help out the podcast, I would love it if you left a review on iTunes or on Apple Podcasts. This week's theme music is written by Mon Plaisir and Daniel Birch. Thank you so much for listening, my friends. I love you. And I'll see you when I see you. <laughs>